You've heard it all your life, and not just from your mother, although you probably did hear it from your mother. You have such a great voice. Did you ever think of doing voiceover? Let's demystify this fun, flexible industry here on the Such A Voice podcast with Justine Reese. I'm Justine, and I'll be your host for the next 30 minutes or so. We will talk to people that have sat in your shoes and then became successful in the voiceover industry. We'll talk to people who hire voiceover talent. We'll talk about recording, sound, auditioning, casting. We're going to share some stories. We're going to share some secrets. And then, who knows, you may be my next guest. A lot of times I look at the person and go, damn, that was close. Or I give them a little bit of direction and they go way off the rails with it. But I go, well, at least they took a shot. You know what I mean? And that's the thing is take your shot. Yeah. And I know, wouldn't you say those things stay with you? And then two, three, four months from now, when you're doing your next project, you'll be like, you know, that didn't work for that role. But man, let's bring that guy in for this part. Yeah, I remember I was at Fox and we were doing Miss Universe. And Uh I went into my boss and said, it's Miss Universe. And I was doing the spots for it. And I said, can can we please let a woman read this? I want to do an empowerment. I don't want to do women in bathing suits and, you know, all that stuff. I want to make it empowering. In fact, I wrote the copy. I don't remember how we set it up. You mean like the Miss Universe competition? Yeah, yeah, we filmed it. Yeah, 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 it was yeah, a okay. show. It was a show for us, right? So it was from yeah. Argentina or yeah. whatever, but we had to make promos for it. I I came up with the copy, Make It Rain, R-E-I-G-N. And um, hilariously, uh-huh. w- one of my highest up bosses was like, I don't really like that. And we're in a meeting. He's like, I don't really like that. And he said, let's take that line out. And my boss, who's female, started to fight for it. And he's like, yeah, but I don't. And I rarely spoke up in these meetings and everyone laughed because I just said, uh, excuse me. And he looked at me. I said, but I said, I'm going to have to fight for it as well. I said, I'll take out any other line, but I will not take that line out. And everybody just started laughing like, oh, and then my head boss guy started laughing because I'm like, he was a straight white male and he didn't get it. Make it rain. Well, guess what? The uh, graphics department liked it so much. They put it on the billboards. So not <laughs> like I came up with this genius thing, but I didn't want a guy going, make it rain. Like, I didn't want that. And so I went that in. Work, yeah. It doesn't work. I said, we need female empowerment. And I said, let's let's go with a, a female. So we, we were auditioning all these people. I am, again, I bring her name up. Vanessa Marshall is a friend of mine. And I'd work with her at ABC yeah. Family. I love the woman. And so she's got a great voice. Yeah. So I had her record it and she nailed it. She got the gig. And then what you just said happened. Then it became, of course, it's network TV. So anything there were time there was a family or a soft or something. Oh, get that woman who did the universe, Miss Universe thing, Vanessa Marshall. Right, right. So bring like, her back. Bring her back. And that's what happens. And then I tried to like, I got her in, you know, we 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 did a ton of auditions for uh, MasterChef Junior. And I said, no, no man. We don't want a man on this. We want a woman on this because these are little kids. They're they're six to fifteen years mm. old. They're a bit, you know, cooks. Mm-hmm. I wanna I wanna go for a a younger mom kind of, not too mom, but you know, a younger, supportive kind of cool sound. And we went with uh, at the time a woman named Cami. I can't think of her last name. And the bonus with Cami again. Uh, younger voice, and she's also Latina. And so, you know, again, nothing makes me happier than hiring a woman, and nothing makes me happier than hiring a woman of color, you know? So yeah, I know. that's, that's, 
that's few do and you far see between. trends as we you know as we were seeing so many trends i mean listen i was just in new york on broadway and there's a trend going on there for sure to you know there's there's so many black stories there's so many uh, uh non-traditional casting uh there's there's a lot of and, and it's great so do you see a trend in voiceover in that same direction you know we i see castings now that say male female non-binary you know that that was not happening right right a couple of years ago I, we started a shift at fox um especially because you know look at the world around us. The world around us is shifting yeah, and has shifted for yeah. a long time. And we've all been in denial. There's this whole thing pretty much at all of the networks, which is, you know, will it, will it play in Minnesota? You know, how's it going to do in Kansas? <laughs> yeah. Well, there's black people in Minnesota and Kansas, everybody. There's Latino and Asia. It's, it's yeah. all, of, there's gay people. There's all sorts of things. It's interesting what's going on, what you just brought up about Broadway, because unfortunately what's happening on Broadway is yes, those stories are being told, but the audiences aren't coming out as strong because most of the audience for theater in the New York area are older white mostly Jews, <laughs> but older white You're couples, right. right? And gays. That's your Broadway But you know, I will tell you something, Steve. I, I saw three plays when I was there. I saw Some Like It Hot, which was in previews and it was amazing. I saw A Strange Loop. Yep. And then I saw, and that was a matinee. And the audience was surprisingly what you just described, but still really enjoyed it. And then I saw Top Dog Underdog, which is won the Pulitzer this year and is up for a bunch of Tonys. And the audience was definitely younger, hipper, and not that typical. So I was very impressed to see that play. Two actors, one set pretty much. No, not pretty much. One set. Some lighting changes, you know. But a strange so loop simple is, on a, Broadway. A strange loop is, uh, is the Tony winner and is in jeopardy of closing because they're just not pulling off the numbers they need. You got to get yeah. to you got to get to like 93% audience, 90% it's so audience. Tricky. It's so tricky. And it just recently, yeah. you know, Funny Girl almost closed too and Leah Michelle just had the best night the, the best weekend that that they've ever had. Um it was like our best month I think they've ever had. And it's star power that brings it in. But it is interesting. It is interesting because right. we are shifting. And it is interesting. So relating it back to voiceover, because something we do hear a lot is, oh, isn't it just the celebrities that are doing it, blah, blah, blah. And of course, everybody loves to play the game of who's doing that Mercedes spot. Oh, that's John Hamm. Or, you know, and right. I think actors, celebrities love it, of course, because they, you know, they get to work a little bit, make a ton of money and not represent a product or a, a network or whatever it is. And so do you what let's talk about trends moving forward in promo. Is there really less of it? And you know, is there still a trend to, you know, m do cast more female voices? There have been studies done that that people listen more and you sell more products with female voices. Look at Siri, Alexa, Cortana, you know. There's absolutely not less of it. I mean, even down to Netflix. If you go on Netflix right Good. now and you click on any show and then go in, you know how to do this. You go into episodes and more. Go into go into Wednesday and go see how many trailers they did. They did three, two or three um, just little sneaky peeks or, you know, sizzles yeah. or whatever you want to call them. So in Wednesday, yeah. if, if you see it, if you see in Wednesday, you'll see that there's two or three little quick 
sizzles, sneaky peeks. Then there's two major, there's not one trailer, there's two trailers actually. I watch both, I watch all this stuff. And then there's bonus content. And one of the bonus contents is actually just a graphic for 60 seconds of Wednesday standing in the rain. It's just a still shot of her that they did with graphics. But there's a shit ton out there still. I think what is shifting is how we're selling the shows and the messaging mm-hmm. and the way we're selling them. And I think that it's it's so interesting to watch because you know, Netflix still, for me, Netflix does a four minute, I mean, I'm exaggerating. They do a two minute, three minute trailer. It's just too much for me. It's just mm-hmm. too much. Right. Um, I agree. I, I've always been like less so, is more. <laughs> I agree. All right. So because we could probably do an, a whole nother episode talking about this, I want to kind of gear us towards wrapping up. Where, yes. How would somebody break into trailer and promo? You know, we typically get people started with a, narr- a good narration demo and a good commercial demo, new voice talent. And a promo demo is is not something people ask for a lot anymore. So where are you at with that? Is a promo demo important to have if you're going to get into promo? Is it very agent driven still? You know, we are in Los Angeles and of course, but now promo, just like everything, there's other things to promote that could be teleseries or could be used on social media. So we talk about, you know, local castings in little markets I don't know if there's much promo and trailer in those markets. What do you know about? What do you think about that? Well, I mean, to be honest, I haven't, I've been away from the promo world for about oh, 10, nine, 10 months now since I left my last gig. Okay. And I've been kind of focusing on my own stuff. But my experience is this. I think it's always going to be there. We used to say in promo all the time, it doesn't matter how bad the show is. There's always going to be in the next one to promote. And that's, right. <laughs> that's, that's Right. That's the truth yeah. of, of life. There's always going to be marketing and something yeah. to promote. But I think what it comes down to is, you know, again, making yourself unique and selling yourself as this very unique thing that people remember and also taking chances, yeah. taking swings. There's no reason why you can't send an email. I recommend sending an email. I think you'll get a faster response. Um to any agent or agency that you're interested in, in representing you. And um, I'm friends with tons of different voiceover agents. One of my best pals is Jessica Balavsky over at SBV. And um, hilariously, Mm -hmm. we wound up renting her aunt's house without realizing it. Um, and then <laughs> we were, we rented her aunt's house. It's just a funny little story. And, uh, Jessica and I work together all the time on the phone and, oh, I'll say to her like, okay, so we're doing like, for instance, we're doing, um, a new season of, um, MasterChef and we want to go different this time. Okay. Well, what are you looking for? Well, we're kind of looking for somebody a little edgier. We want male voices, female mix of both. And so, you know, she sends me people, you know, auditions, da, da, da. And then she told me that she called me. She goes, oh my God. She said, so I just found out do you know you're renting my aunt's house? And I was like, what? So she was at, <laughs> she was at Passover Seder and someone at the dinner said, uh, Aunt Sandra, did you finally rent the house? And she's like, oh, I did, I did. I found these lovely two men. I love lovely two men. One of them is a nurse and the other one works in something at Fox and Marketing, I believe. And Jessica literally with like a mouthful of, you know, gefilte fish, looks at her aunt and goes, <laughs> are you renting to Steve and Jim? And she's like, yes. And she's like, oh my God, I just, I talk to Steve almost every other day. Anyway, but I, I share so that funny. because I send Jessica people all the time. Like 
I, I have friends who I'm like, that person has a great voice and they are an actor. And I'll just say, I sent a friend of mine over one time. And actually what I did is I called her first and said, so I have this friend, he's really great. And I think he's a younger voice. And I don't know what your slate is if you're looking. And she's like, I'm always happy to talk to somebody. So she got on the phone with him. He went over and she just took a meeting with him. And then she gave him advice because he had no VO experience whatsoever and whatsoever. And she told him, take some classes. That's the other thing I would say is. So there, thank you for bringing, turning that around. Cause I'm like, Hey, people out there, don't just go start calling agents saying I have a great voice. The bottom line is you gotta come in with the four things we talk about in this day and age and coaching and training is straight up the first thing. And, you know, most agents or really anyone isn't going to take you seriously if you don't have a demo, you know, and getting a demo professionally done. And I'm really proud of the way we do them because we write the scripts for your demo based on the things you like. So you can be authentic on that demo. Right. And I think that that is a game changer, having original scripts on demos because people that listen to demos also listen to a lot of demos. Right. And you hear the same stuff over and over again. Uh, and it might be something from a, you know, a commercial that's on the air and they know it's not you. We want to make sure that you stand out and you learn your range and you're only going to do that by working with a coach. And then, of course, you got to get a home studio and then you got to learn how to market yourself. And you and also, then, I think, uh, is the time later down the road to get agents. But yeah, no, I hear you. And what I would say to the, the thing I would add to that is this sounds crazy to some people, but go take an improv class. And oh, I so agree. Steve. Go, go, get Improv. out of your comfort. Get out of your comfort zone. Go, yes. go, take a creative writing class. Go become part yes. of a group that challenges you to get a little uncomfortable. Yep. So, I agree. Yeah. I, I'm <laughs> in my introductory classes, and if anyone's out there listening and you've taken it, I make people stand up and yawn and be complete goofballs because you really—that's the thing. It's the risks that you take that you'll learn quicker to go to those risky places and add a laugh or add a crazy voice or whatever when appropriate that might book the job or might book the next job and make you stand out. So coaching and training, always important. And anyone who's interested in finding out more, you can email me at justine at suchavoice.com or go to suchavoice.com slash justine and you can make an appointment with me or sign up for a webinar to learn more. But we are accessible and Steve, wait, did you just where can we did find you, you? Now, of course, we've got your podcast, worldgonegoodpodcast.com. Have you realized that your show called Such a Voice? I had a company called Such a Good Dog. <laughs> did you even realize that? Such a good dog. See? <laughs> of course. Well, that's why that's why we're that's why we're we're meant sync. to be. We're meant to be. <laughs> we're meant to be. We're so meant to be. People um, can people can so, Yeah. Go ahead. People can find you. Go. People can find me in two locations. Uh, World Gone Good podcast is our is our weekly Wednesday show. We talk to good people. We've done over 100 episodes. Justine's going to come on in the new year and talk some good stuff with me too. And then if you're in the LA area, please, this March, yes. come see Happy Birthday McKenna. You can find that at HBM for Happy Birthday McKenna, HBM, the play. Dot com. It is a very dark, very wrong, very dangerous, like I like to say, comedy. It's my <laughs> first show I put up in 19 years, and I've waited so long for COVID to spin itself down a little bit, please, uh, so we can all get together and just yeah. breathe and laugh. It's the kind of, it's a 90-minute show. I have no intermission, 
And um, I'm pretty proud to say that I have written and rewritten. It's taken me two years. I've worked on this script. Yeah. And um, I'm really proud wow. of it. So yeah, that's what I got going on. And I think just just another thing that you know Steve brought up in the very beginning. You know, if you're not going to step into a creative life now, when are you going to? And one of the things I love about voiceover and writing is is wonderful too, but it's a little harder to turn that into income. Voiceover is something that you really is tangible. And of course, you have to be evaluated. And I think that's what we do very well is we're going to tell you like, this is a good fit or maybe this isn't a good fit. But if this is something you've wanted to do, it can turn into a financial game, but also you're going to have a ball doing it. And that's what we are here to help you realize. And, and, and the one thing I will say, Steven, to add, the one thing I'd like to yeah. add to that is yeah. what Wendy Rich said to me, go home and write. Because the translation of that yeah. is n the only person stopping you from being creative, the only person stopping you from doing the art, being an acti, being a writer, doing whatever it is, <laughs> the only person stopping you is you. You're the only one That's stopping. Right. It's the truth with anything. And I talk about this on my podcast. That's you know, right. you know who's stopping you from going to the gym and getting in shape and eating right and living a you. healthy life? You. That's it. Yep, you. And until you make that That's mind it. shift, I've, I've, I've talked with guests about it. And some of my guests have argued with me because I've had psychologists on and therapists and all sorts of people on my show. I just had somebody recently argue with me on this. You make the decision every second of the day to have a positive yep. experience or a negative experience. And yep. you have full right to have a negative experience. You have that full right. Absolutely. But you also have the ability to get up like I do every morning. And I don't have a job, people, at the moment. I haven't had a job in months. <laughs> But I get <laughs> but up. You're every, still creating. I'm creating, and I get up every morning, and I say the same thing. I am the luckiest bastard on planet Earth because I'm here. Yeah, I'm healthy, and and when you get when you beat yourself down and say I can't do it, and all that shit that we tell ourselves, just remember. Yep, you are light years ahead. You just have to make that switch in your head. That's it. So I agree, and 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 I think this is what I tell students that are trying to decide once they've been evaluated and they've got all the goods and they've, they're coachable, they're marketable, then you have to decide, are you willing and okay killing that critic or embracing that critic inside your head that's saying, I can't do it. Listen, I wanted to make an animation demo over 20 years ago. I got incredibly good feedback from people who are rock stars in the business and I didn't do it out of fear. So I have changed and shifted in every way. It's taken me you know, a long time to do that, but I did it. And so, and yeah, you don't wake up, you don't wake up dancing through daisy fields. It's a constant redirection, a course correction, but staying creative is definitely what will bring in sort of a flow of abundance and hopefully turn into a financial gain, just like, just like your jobs did. And yes, it might not always be rocking, but same with voiceover. So one last question, Steve, because I know you always ask your guests, what, who is your inspiration? You named a lot of names today, but anyone that, you know, really sits with you and there may be many, but try and pick one. Well, I'll give you an overall one. It's something, cause I was asked that question by Faith Saley on our hundredth episode. Um, and my answer then is the same answer I'll give you now. Um, but I'll give you a more specific one. My, my main answer is I am inspired by anyone who is willing to change and effectively make mm. change. That's who inspires me. And and that goes back to myself yeah. is just just constantly, you know, you just said growing, seeking out whatever it is, 
But if you're open for change, you're open for anything. If I have to talk about just one person who inspires me specifically, God, there are so many people who inspire me. And I've had so many of them on my show. Um, there's one person in particular that's coming to mind right now, which is Simone Gordon is the Black Fairy Godmother. And she is a mm. woman who is um, in New Jersey, and she helps families all across America, mostly in cities um, who are in need. And she um, is a black woman with a, a, a son with autism, and she has some health issues mm -hmm. herself. And she got the, she started making wishes come true for people, but simple things like, you know, helping people with a late electric bill or, you know, power and water and that kind of stuff, or, or they needed a, a deposit for a new, um, their first apartment or whatever it is. Um, she's an incredible force and she, somebody just dubbed her the black fairy godmother and she's, she, she's gone with it ever <laughs> since. And she, she created a 501c3 out of it. You can find it online and it's, it's amazing what happens when we lift each other up in the simplest, easiest yep. of ways. And, and sometimes she has things on there. She literally wrote a week ago that a shelter she works with needed $60 for two Christmas trees for the shelter, for all the people coming into the shelter from the cold to have Christmas be visual there for them. And she wrote in the sweetest way, can I get two angels to come in $30 each? And that thing was, I mean, $60. Now I know, I know. Right. I've been there, everybody. I, I'll, I can tell you a very famous story of mine. When I had $14 in my bank account, I was 23 years old and could not get $20 out of the ATM because I only had 14. Went into the bank. The nice lady behind the counter said to me, you can only take out 10 or we have to close your account. I took out 10. She asked me how I'd like it. I said five and five ones, please. Um, <laughs> but I've been down and out. So I know, but this this incredible woman and she's so inspiring and I, I just I love her to death so I love it um, this has been so great Steve this was so much fun we know where to find you and I can't wait to I'm so glad we reconnected and again interest in voiceover you know where to find us suchavoice.com slash Justine reach out Justine at suchavoice.com and Steve it was a pleasure thank you for having me and I look forward to you coming over to my show I cannot wait. We'll talk to you soon. And that was part two of Justine's interview with Steve Silverman. If you want to know more about voiceover, check out the website at suchavoice.com or email Justine at justine at suchavoice.com. We hope you enjoyed the podcast and we'll see you next time.